Welcome to One Haas, a podcast devoted to bringing the Haas community closer together through your stories. I'm your host, Sean Lee, and my mission is to help open our eyes to the network we never knew we had. It's another morning here at uh, Haas, and I am joined by Brett Lee of the EW2020 program. Thank you for being here this morning. It's a pleasure to be here. We have a uh, another eight more hours of class to go. That's right. I'm Just little, getting started. I'm a little bit jet lagged too. So uh, it didn't hit me until this morning. It's funny. Let's walk through your past a little bit. Uh, tell me about your time at Berkeley uh, as an undergrad and what you studied here. So I grew up in a family of engineers. Uh, both my parents are chemical engineers. And so naturally I thought, oh, engineering was my path. Mm-hmm. So I studied electrical engineering and computer science um, at Cal. And as I was going through the program, quickly realized I couldn't compare uh, technically with some of the other brilliant students that were around me. Uh-huh. So, um, and ultimately, what I really enjoyed uh, on campus was actually getting involved in extracurricular activities, um, on campus groups. And I was actually president of the uh, Asian American Association here, which is one at the time that I was here, uh, probably the biggest or one of the biggest student orgs on campus. Oh, nice. And uh, what did you go into after college? So I came out at the bottom of the economy in 2009 uh-huh. and wanted to find a technical job at first and realized quickly that I had to have a master's to go do anything at uh-huh. the time. I was very close to actually teaching English in China, funny enough. Huh. Um, I um, had the paperwork all filled out, was ready to send it out. But in a stroke of serendipity, um, during on-campus recruiting, I had talked to HP's booth, and they were hiring for sales engineers. At mm-hmm. the time, I had no idea what the hell a sales engineer was, and realized that after I learned more about it, it was perfect for me, because basically, you're the technical member of an enterprise sales team, which consists of kind of the account manager, the people that do negotiations, handle the deal, handle the relationship, and then you're the technical counterpart that goes through all the technical validation and right. you interact with their technical counterparts. And so it's a very interpersonal, customer-facing type of role, mm-hmm. but you get to talk technology, and that's where my background was. So it was the perfect fit for me because I get to combine the interpersonal with that technical side. So were you a computer engineer or electrical engineer? Electrical engineer, computer science. Okay. Yeah, so it focused more on the hardware side, but ended up selling software, essentially. Hmm. It was uh, application lifecycle management software, so helping people manage their application releases, going through requirements, testing, all mm-hmm. of that stuff. And yeah, and it was basically selling to large enterprises. Um, at first started on handling phone calls and emails, and over time moved into the field. Um, so actually traveled and you know held these week-long, what they call proof of concepts, to go through technical validations. You check off requirements, you prove that your software meets what they want, right? and you prove kind of in, in that process the business value ultimately that you can deliver to the customer. So you start to get into that realm of, you know, it's sales, it's technology, or it's, it's engineering at yeah. the same time, but also you're starting to think about kind of the business side. It's like, what value does your product actually deliver yeah. for your customer? Because if you don't know that, if you can't convince the customer, they're not never going to buy. Uh, how did you transition into product marketing management? 
Yeah. So um, I was in uh, HP for a few years mm -hmm. and realized that company was way too large for me. Mm -hmm. And um, after, well, it was great to start my career there because you get to learn from a lot of seasoned veterans mm -hmm. and it's very structured. So you understand kind of how a sales engineering organization is supposed to be run. Okay. But then quickly I wanted to get into startups. So I went into two startups afterwards. I'm on my third one now. Mm -hmm. And was one of the first sales engineers there. Mm -hmm. Now, naturally as a sales engineer, especially one of the early ones, um, you're learning from your customers about what your product should be doing right. and what they actually want it to be doing. And you have very close discussions with the VP of product or the product managers okay. um, to help influence essentially what the roadmap is for your product, as well as on the product marketing side, what's the story that you're telling with your product? Hmm. Because at the end of the day, product marketing is all about storytelling. So, you know, we can maybe talk more about that later. Yeah. But I realized that very quickly in my last startup uh, called Capriza. I, the best conversations, the most exciting conversations that I had were ones that were with the VP of product. Hmm. And he would ask me, what are your customers saying? Um, what should I be thinking about in the next release for mm -hmm. the product? And I would give suggestions and kind of bring back that field knowledge, uh, that customer knowledge. And it, we just had fascinating discussions. And I thought product is actually where I want to go. Hmm. You know, Sales engineering over time is a relatively narrow field. You right. know, it's... It's great, rewarding, well compensated, but at the end of the day, you're just chasing deals, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But with product and product, product management, product marketing, you realize you can influence the entire company because it's right. it's the direction of the product. It's it affects how much you can sell over time and how much the company grows. And so, I just thought the purview of product marketing was much wider uh -huh. and also just a much more fascinating way to spend my time. And so. I made the switch at my last company go into product marketing because I had a good relationship with the VP of product. Right. And, um, you know, there's kind of three paths, people say, uh, yep. uh, into product marketing. Either you come from kind of an engineering side, product marketing, product manager, you come from an engineering background mm -hmm. and you start to up level some of the more technical knowledge that you have to understand how does technology actually affect your customers. Mm -hmm. right? So that's one path. Another path is you come in from kind of a sales engineering sales role. Right, mm. because you're on the front lines, um, et cetera, et cetera. And the third, actually, funny enough, and this is what my CEO told me when I made the switch, is he looks for MBAs, mm. which is interesting. Because like, I guess you go into MBA, you learn kind of more of a broad spectrum around product, and mm -hmm. you can go into a product marketing role from that. So just tagging along on that, uh, can you tell us a little bit what the difference is between product management and product marketing management? Yeah. Uh, everybody answers this question a little bit differently, okay? Because it, it is a very gray type of division between product management and product marketing. You'll have product marketing that does certain product management functions, and mm -hmm. product management doing certain product marketing functions. And in every company, it varies. So the way I summarize it is that product management is more inbound, meaning you gather requirements. You prioritize your requirements for the product hmm. and you lay out what the details of those requirements should be like. And then you give these details to engineering so that they know what they should be building. Right. That's product management at a very, very high level. Now, product marketing, on the other hand, is outbound. It's based on the product that you're building. What story should you be telling? Okay. How should you be positioning the product? Understanding 
what the competition looks like so that you're telling a differentiated message. And then taking that story that you've crafted based on the product that is being built Mm -hmm. and actually understanding how to tell that story in the form of slide decks, website, you know, sales enablement, et cetera, et cetera. So it's how do you go outbound with your story. Now, where they kind of cross is if you kind of get into the more strategy side where you're understanding, um, you take a combination of all these things, competition, your product needs, or mm-hmm. your customer needs, what your product roadmap looks like, what your differentiators are, and putting it together into a more strategical roadmap, like mm-hmm. the next six months, what are the big ticket items we should be building? Mm-hmm. The next 12 months, what are the big ticket items that we should be building to better position ourselves in the market to ultimately sell more? Mm-hmm. That, you get a little bit of that crossover, right? Because both product marketing and product managers need to understand the competition so that you figure out you know, what to build, et cetera, et cetera, what story to tell. So it kind of gets merged as you get to the more strategic level. Mm-hmm. So in many cases, product marketing, product management will report into a VP of product. It's not mm-hmm. the case in my organization right now. I mm-hmm. actually report into the uh, chief marketing officer. Okay. But by and large, once you get to that strategy level, these things kind of start blending together. I see. So definitely begs the question, sounds like you really know your chops. So (laughs) why Haas? Why an MBA? I have ambition to want to do my own thing. So Mm. I really came to be an entrepreneur. Mm. What What people have told me as I was contemplating coming to do this MBA and telling them that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, they're like, well, at the end of the day, you just got to go do it. Right. Which is, I agree with that. Absolutely. But Maybe it's just the way I function mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that I have a certain level of confidence that I know generally what mm-hmm. I'm doing. I know there's always going to be gaps, yeah. but I want to know generally what I what I'm what I'm doing when starting a company um, to take on that risk. Right. And so coming to highs, it's you know rounding out my knowledge mm-hmm. from kind of a business perspective because I have an engineering. I was educated as an engineer. Right. Right. But also on top of that, it's the network. It's talking to peers that are like minded, mm-hmm. that are ambitious, that want to do want to do more, want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So so it's that, and I think just the experience. Um, to be honest, uh, ever since you know, th- all the way through undergrad, school was just school. Based on my upbringing, it's like, that's what you're expected to do. Mm -hmm. This was the first time that I came back really interested in wanting to learn. And the experience at Haas has just been amazing because of that. I think everybody has a very similar mindset. Yeah. um, That they're in, they're they're invested in the learning, not just getting the degree and, you know, getting the grades. I, I couldn't agree more because I would say this is the first time for me personally where I'm interested in coming to class and actually just really digging in and learning um, and being interested in school. So, and, and, and to that point about entrepreneurship and the MBA, surprisingly, you always hear these stories of you know, startups and successful businesses coming out of the MBA. You know, I was definitely told that, that if I want to continue on my entrepreneurial pursuit, just continue hacking away at it. But there is something to be said about what you're describing, this more structured approach, because many times... I think there's there's merit to both ways to everything, right? There's pros and cons. Sure, and I, and I think one of the things that I've the biggest thing I've taken away from the MBA so far, and I know I know we're only a a year in, is the confidence to fail and mm. be okay to fail. And I think that's one of the most important things as an entrepreneur. I think walking it before the MBA, and this is you know I I don't know where I started to to get this feeling. Maybe it's with discussions with other classmates. Maybe it's 
you know, just the, the level of the professors and kind of talking about their history and experience and not being afraid to like chase, you know, what you want to chase. Right. Um, before this, I always thought, you know, you have to succeed in everything that you do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've always strived to succeed in everything that I do. And as an entrepreneur, I feel like that's almost, yes, you want to succeed, of course, yeah. but you need to be okay with failure because in a lot of cases, you learn from the times that you fail the most, right? Yeah. So I think just that confidence that it's okay to fail, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I have the confidence in myself now to be able to overcome that if I keep at it. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that that kind of more emotional side, um, that confidence is definitely has has definitely been a boost at uh, at Cal. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the, even the program itself um, lends into that, right? Where we don't have great disclosures. Um, and the whole purpose of that at, at Haas or at the MBA level for non-disclosure of grades is to encourage students to take more risks, right? Take classes they may feel uh, really uncomfortable in um, and, and just push themselves to learn. Yeah, um, I think that's really fascinating. So last thing to wrap up because we got to get to class. Uh, <laughs> What um what are you looking to uh, get out of Haas? Like, what are you looking to do after Haas? Are you looking for advancements? Are you looking to um you know to advance for a little bit to really solidify your learnings at Haas uh, and then start a startup? Or uh, in an ideal situation, you're looking to go straight into a startup? We'll see what happens, right? I I think both paths are valid. Um, and as an advancement path, right, to get into Maybe an early stage startup, not one I found, mm-hmm. I find or I found, but one joining an early stage like a Series A startup as one of the first product hires, whether it's product marketing or product management, mm. um, and kind of be that head product person right. would be a great outcome okay. out of uh, out of Haas. Um, but of course, you know, in the discussions that we have, in you know, the great study group that uh, I'm in, um, if there's an idea that comes out that uh, that you know we think has has legs mm-hmm. um, and want to go chase that, that would be uh, you know even better. Okay, it's it's uh, it's really funny you mentioned that because uh, just yesterday I interviewed one of the um, undergrad students actually that founded Bear Founders. I don't know if you've heard of Bear Founders. I haven't. So Bear Founders, he founded it with a, I think with a couple of buddies last January or April in 2017. And it's its, it's purpose, sole purpose is to help Berkeley Bears mm-hmm. connect with each other. Oh, nice. Um, and for startups, um, you know, Berkeley startups to, to find co-founders at Haas or mm-hmm. at Berkeley as a whole. So that's something that... Um, that may be worth checking out. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds in- sounds super interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for being uh, on this podcast today, Brett. No, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you for tuning in today. My aim is to bring the Haas community closer together through your stories. We're always looking for Haasies willing to share their stories and experiences so that we can give you more insights into the different programs, different careers, and ultimately different perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to email me for suggestions on how I can improve this podcast or if you have any recommendations on people or content you'd like to hear. My email is reachshawn at berkeley.edu. That's spelled R-E-A-C-H-S-E-A-N at berkeley.edu. 